Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, the FIG crew is live from the draft. That's right. On site, in our offices, on opposite sides of the country. Not in Kansas City, Missouri, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you folks, but, uh, you know, it couldn't, we just couldn't make a reunion happen in the city of fountains. Isn't, isn't the city most known for their water fountains in the world? Am I right? I've never heard that about Kansas City, uh, but it could be true. But it could be. Well, from what I've heard, they have the most water fountains in the world, (laughs) or decadent, or maybe they're most beautiful. I'm not really sure what about the water fountains in Kansas City is most prominent, but I've been there, and they've had the they had the best burnt ends barbecue I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, Yeah, Kansas City does beef barbecue so well. I mean, have you seen their fans? Boom. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's the draft. It's the probably the most wonderful time of the year and the biggest tease you could possibly ever imagine in any sport is that we get this massive layoff and then the NFL draft and then we have another massive layoff. There's no other sport that does this quite like the NFL in terms of giving you the most dopamine possible in a three-day weekend and then making you crash all the way down as if you're walking back from... Uh, the, let's let's call let's call it for what it is. It's it's basically the walk of shame of sports <laughs> after the draft weekend. Is that fair to say? I think so. <laughs> and here we are, man, in the draft. But there's been some big headlines before we get into the NFL draft and the picks here. Let's talk specifically, Trevor. Lamar Jackson got paid. Oh man, five years. This, 60 million. You already have something to say about it. Go ahead. This is the best possible outcome. Uh, listeners know that I've been uh, I've been pretty hard on the Ravens. Uh, I, I really think that letting someone like Lamar Jackson go is just unthinkably bad move. Um, so yeah, when I when I saw today uh, that he had been extended and that he got a five year, two hundred sixty million dollar contract. 185 million guaranteed. Uh, it was like, okay, why, why? It, it, so the question now is, why did, it, why did it come? Why couldn't they have done this sooner? Do you know what I mean? Because um, to me, this does feel like Lamar Jackson got what he deserved, got what he wanted. No. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Just joking. I was going to say, yeah, he's, he's the highest-paid player in Jeez. history. Um, which is often the case with any new star quarterback deal. Uh, but this guy really deserves it, you know? Um, yeah, it just, it, it makes sense. And now we can put that to bed and, uh, boy, the, uh, the AFC looks just stacked at quarterback now. (laughs) Yeah, no, no question. Um, with Lamar Jackson efficiently re-signing with Baltimore and puts him back in the conversation for, where they're at in the AFC North, um, do you think it improves their odds in the? Well, obviously, it improves their odds in the division. But are they are they a better team than? Well, let's start with Pittsburgh. Are they a better team with Lamar Jackson officially back in the fold than Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, maybe not the way it was, but I still got to say, yeah, that they're better. Um, I think Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is uh, taking strides to to close that gap, but they're not there yet. Um, better than Cleveland. Man, what do we think we know about the uh, 
the uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, Sean Watson. Sean Watson, <laughs> uh, Cleveland. Uh, because I just I just didn't get to see enough of it at the end of the year last year, so it's it's really hard to say, and uh, and then the draft of course is gonna alter my opinions even though it shouldn't until we really see how these new assets do, um, but no I think right now I would have to put the Ravens as the best team no sorry not the best team <laughs> second best team in their division. Um, man, it's so stacked. I almost forgot about Joe Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, they're just they got to be the number one team in that division going into the season. <laughs> yeah, they they deserve to take that spot considering they won the division two years in a row and they've been um, well, they've made the AFC Championship game two years in a row too and the Super Bowl the year prior. Yep. So they of course they get the the precedent and um, you know re- recency bias. <laughs> Of course, and they are the best team in that division. I mean, unquestionably. Um, you know, I can't help but tell you, I can't help but say that I'm excited that Lamar Jackson's back. I'm glad that this drama is over. I'm a little upset that it's going to take away from some of the things we're able to talk about throughout the rest of the months. Um, however, um, it's a, you know what, I'll say this, and it's not, I hope this doesn't come off as selfish, and if it does, I think a lot of other people are thinking it anyway, that. Lamar Jackson signing that contract in the NFL makes the NFL better at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Contract, contract holdouts have to be one of the worst things possible in sports. The worst things to hear about, the worst things to follow, the worst things to understand. And at the end of the day, they rarely get solved without any, any issue, right? Right. Um, in this case, there was a lot of issues. The good thing about it, he's got paid before the draft and... Any possibility that Baltimore had to look at any quarterback prospects or trade up is null and void now. <laughs> you know, they could just focus about building a team around Lamar and his specialties and his strengths. And um, yeah, man, just just move on, just move on from this. So, uh, what what do you think Baltimore's next move is? Man, I was just thinking about that, and it's. Uh... It's hard to say. Uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, their needs at wide receiver last week, um, but they don't necessarily need to address that in the draft. Uh, man, I think uh, I think one of the best things they could do at you know with the draft is try to get some young uh, talent on defense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, they're looking a little well. I. I'm not really sure. With Baltimore, you know, you look at the cornerback position. I mean, they have, what, Jimmy Williams. He's still playing. <laughs> is that crazy? Jimmy Williams is still playing. That's that's wild. Uh, Marcus Peters is a free agent. Uh, they had Marlon Humphrey right at corner. Marcus Williams at safety. They He played really well before getting injured. And yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head. They got to target a good corner, right? Or you said, you said defense in general. Defense but I'm in general. I'm being more specific. Yeah, but uh, no, the, right. the secondary... Um, you know, they could use some competition, a linebacker. Um, beyond that, you know, it's, you know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and start talking about the draft, uh, but they, uh, they, could, they could definitely improve their O-line. Um, but uh, we've already seen so many tackles go here in the first round that I feel like uh, anybody that was hoping to get starters on their O-line are missing out. 
Yeah, it seems to be that, I mean, just like in any other draft, if there's a run on positions, I mean, specifically offensive line, we see this every year, the offensive tackle, receiver position, at least the last, what, five years? Um, what, what One gets taken, there's a run, people trade up to get another one. <laughs> there's guys who should go in like the early second or third round for some weird reason, now getting picked at 15th overall or something like that. Um, it's kind of bizarre, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but that's how the draft works. It's like any fantasy football draft, like if we want anything to compare it to, you know, somebody takes a kicker in the 6th or 7th round, they're supposed to go in the 12th. Now everybody's taking a kicker, you know. It's, uh, they got the fever, Trevor. There's a fever. <laughs> One way to solve it is more offensive tackle. <laughs> more fat guys. <laughs> Need more fat guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so Baltimore's next uh focus you're saying should be on defense my opinion is primarily in the secondary uh if we if you recall from last season the Miami Dolphins game uh <laughs> i mean there's other examples but that one specifically sticks out to me because Miami's up what uh, no Baltimore's up like 35-17 right with like 7 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter Miami comes back they have three huge pass plays Baltimore's getting burned left and right um, if I remember correctly throughout the season, that was a team I would say if you're playing them, you would always want to start your receivers on the fantasy football track. And yeah, man, I just, I can't imagine, um, Baltimore being anything but diligent on picking a defensive player this year. Uh, do you think they'll try receiver though? So they, <laughs> they did bring in Odell Beckham Jr. And... We speculated that they might also be, uh, you know, in line to to get uh, DeAndre Hopkins traded. Um, so, you know, I guess it depends on how certain they are that they could get somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. Because if not, uh, wide receiver could be a good move. You think so? Well, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think they got to have some. I, I mean, mostly because I've. I don't have, I don't have lofty expectations for Odell Beckham Jr. That's why I think that they do have a need, maybe not their most pressing need on the roster, but I do think they have a need at wide receiver. Yeah. Hmm. So let me ask you this: based upon their recent history of drafting receivers, right? Second round, first round, what have you? Um, does that give you any hope that they pick the right one? Well, so that's why I wouldn't. I, I would be surprised <laughs> if they were to like trade yeah. into. So they don't have any first round picks right now. Um, for them to trade right. into the right. first round. Oh, sorry, that's not true. Looks like they have the twenty twenty second pick. Yeah. Twenty third. Yeah. Twenty third. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So you know, having uh, getting a wide receiver there, I'm not sure is the right call. I think you can get good wide receivers and good running backs deeper in the draft. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. I think we've seen it in recent history. I mean, you can go back what, as far as like 2015 and say like, well, you can find a, a good receiver. You could, you could find a breakout receiver in the third or fourth round and you would be correct. Right. And there's plenty of guys, AJ Brown. Um, he comes to mind, but of course there's other examples <laughs> I don't know, none of which I can remember, for some weird reason or the other. T. Higgins, right? He was a second-round pick. 
Um, God, there's so many. Uh, Mike Will- Mike Williams was he a first round pick? No, Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was a second right? round pick. Yeah. Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was um, a fifth round pick. Jeez. You know that's Tyreek Hill. Right. Uh, God, man, we we could go for days. I mean, you could say Michael Hardman was is decent. He he was a third round pick, I think. No. Um, you know there is the. Uh, there's a wide receiver this year coming out of USC that could uh, make sense at 23rd overall. I can't think of his name. For Baltimore. Well, for Baltimore, if that's what they think they're going to go. He, he's the only one that I think makes sense right now at that point in the draft. But uh, man, I don't know how many picks they have overall. Um yeah, with with what Baltimore needs, I... oh Jordan Addison, yeah, yeah, you know that that would be a good pick. Yeah, you're saying Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC, he was. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he'll be available there, um, but uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, the Ravens trade down to get more picks. So, got it. Hmm. It's uh, it's interesting. I um, I could see that. I mean, you know, it's weird to me, and I'm just used to seeing this happen year in year out with Baltimore. Is that they always have a ton of com- com- um, compensatory picks, right? Right. So they end up having a lot of middle round picks, and you, they just find ballers uh, like the fourth, fifth round picks. Maybe got Matt Judon there. Um, I think Marlon Humphrey was like a second round pick, right? Third round. I mean, no, that's not the the, the rounds I just said, but. Um, like I said, Matt Judon, uh, Pernell McPhee, um, just so many guys come to mind in terms of just talent that they end up finding in the middle of the rounds. Uh, Mark Andrews, uh, Nick Boyle, right? Tight end positions, Justice Hill, the running back, uh, the bowling ball, <laughs> right? His name. What, what, what his name, the bowling ball, the guy they got, they call him the bowling ball, but whoever else is playing running back there, JK Dobbins, um, and so Baltimore is really good at those middle rounds. It's kind of like that veteran gym, that GM staff, like Bill Belichick, right? You got the New England Patriots. They're just ballers. They're very keen with talent when it comes to guys that are overlooked a lot. Uh, they just are very good at scouting them or just under, have that innate ability to understand what's underneath uh, the scouting report, right? And so uh, it was. it's interesting to me that you brought up they could trade back because you, you're used to seeing them have a plethora of picks, they only have six this year, you know. Yeah. So. No, and that's a, <laughs> it. Makes sense. You know the the Vikings pick right after them, and uh, you know if it was still Rick Spielman, I'd I'd lay money that the Vikings are going to trade out of the first round because they have so many needs on defense, and they've only got five picks in this draft. Uh, but with the new GM, I'm not so sure. That he he may just take a shot at the best available. Um, it looks like a run on cornerbacks has started, which is something that the Vikings could really use. So, uh, Christian Gonzalez went to New England. Thank you. That's right. Needed a good corner. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Yeah, like that. Yeah, Emmanuel Forbes went to the Commanders. Uh, right. I think right. are those Washington. those the first two cornerbacks, or was there one higher up? Uh, <clears throat> No, no, no. Um, uh, Devin Witherspoon. 
went to the Seattle Seahawks, courtesy of yeah. the Denver Broncos. <laughs> As if that team needed any more talent at corner, man. Right. <laughs> they picked up Terry Gwilin in, what, the fourth round last year, and he's an all-pro his right. first year? Right, Pretty insane. Yes, yeah. Seattle looking pretty good on the outside. And so, um, well... I mean, that's that's Lamar Jackson. Trevor, we couldn't get through a podcast without talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's right. We We're getting ahead of ourselves now. We we'll come back to the draft in a moment. Uh, <laughs> we, we would never, ever, ever be able to get through a podcast without talking about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. And guess what? Guess what happened? Finally, you know happened? something did happen. It's not just speculation or what he said on some podcast. Uh, he's, he's actually been Arse. traded. He's no longer a Green Bay Packer. Wow. So what's your what was your initial reaction to the news when we saw it? Was it relief? I mean, tell me what you're feeling. Oh, you know, uh, something like this kind of brings out the worst in my fandom. Um, I'm very happy at the Packers' loss. Um, uh, you know, it just... It, when I, I remember, you know, five years ago hearing about him maybe getting traded, and I was, thought it was too good to be true... Uh, it's finally happened, and uh, I hope he wins a Super Bowl this year, because that would just be the best. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this coming from? Oh, he's not a Packer anymore. He's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, this this podcast was built on Aaron Rodgers' hate, specifically from Trevor's point of view, and his just deep down desire to see the man fail. <laughs> and when I finally served him up something, he just totally took a crap all over it and wouldn't and wouldn't call it out. So no, uh, it, it's it, so this this you know from a from an objective football point of view, this is exciting stuff. Um, you know, Green Bay was starting to become a split camp. There's a lot of people that want to see what Jordan Love can do, um, and on the other hand, uh, the Jets. If there was a team last season that looked like they were a quarterback away from being great, <clears throat> it was probably the Jets. Now, some other teams might come to mind, but the Jets, they've got so much talent, young talent on both sides of the ball. And to have a real quarterback, somebody that could, uh, you know, just, you know, manage the game. They haven't had a, even someone who could manage the game in so long. Um I hesitate to call Aaron Rodgers a leader, but because of what we've seen from him in Green Bay these last few seasons, but uh, he's got a real chance here to lead a really good team. So I think uh, it's just going to be really interesting to see how this goes because it could be it could be ugly. This this could be the next Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Um, or it could be, it could be pretty great. Uh, I'm excited to find out. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's um, boy, it just, I mean, it's a, it's a deal that we've I mean, we've all been waiting for. We anticipated, we knew it was going to happen. They had to figure out the compensation first. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. We I have a variety of questions to ask you, Trevor, in regards to it, so we can really dig, dig into this and just really get into your your heart. I just want to get right in there. I get right into the. <laughs> Right into the aorta and all those uh, little vessels, and explore all the all all the feelings inside your heart, man. I just I want to see it all happen. So 
before we get into that point, I just I got a question. What do you think of the compensation? And it's kind of complicated, so bear with us here. I'm trying to find it exactly, but the trade terms for this for this trade, uh, the Packers getting the 13th overall pick, 42nd overall pick, 207th pick in this year's draft, the Jets getting the 15th and the 170th pick in this year's draft, and the Packers get a, I wouldn't say, what a not a it's not a pick swap, but it's like if he plays a certain amount of snaps, then um, you know he'll uh, the the Packers will get. First round pick. If he doesn't, he, they get a second round pick next year's draft. So, um, what did you think of the compensation? Worth the risk, or how did you feel about it? Well, you know, it really it it has to be looked at in the context of the situation between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers because it it just it couldn't go on like it has, and <clears throat> this last season was definitely. It might have been his worst season at Packers. Definitely the worst season he's had in a long time. Um, so it, to me, this was just a deal that needed to get done. Um, I think the compensation, you know, time time will tell if they overpaid, but it doesn't feel that way right now. Well, let me throw this in there then, right? They got to pay Aaron Rodgers fifty-four million dollars this year and sixty next year. Does it feel like they overpaid? Again, so I mean, that's uh, that's just about the going rate for a franchise quarterback right now. Um, it sounds like so much, but you know, that's that's kind of on par almost with the deal that uh, you know per year that uh, Lamar Jackson just got. Um, so, so yeah, if, if he, if he struggles in New York, then this is a classic New York Jets screw up. But if they make the playoffs and, you know, win some playoff games, then, uh, then it's money well spent. Um, if, if they have even the sort of season that they can build on, um, Although I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers has two whole really good years left, I could be wrong. Um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's so. It, I mean, hindsight's terrible when it comes to this stuff because if they struggle or if they don't quite go all the way, which is real hard to do right now, especially in the AFC. Um, you know, the uh, the next year's quarterback class is supposed to be much better than this year's. So, uh, you know, they might really have missed out on, uh, on getting their franchise quarterback in the draft. So, uh, but, but right now I'm just, I'm too excited about it to be critical. I think it's a great, great trade. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know. I mean, if you get Aaron Rodgers for the compensation that they did, uh, I think it's a pretty solid trade. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Um, I, <laughs> I'm just, <clears throat> maybe it's my job to point out the comical natures of some of this stuff, which is like, and, and it's the New York Jets, okay? I mean, can we be honest here for a second? Of course they would make this trade. They can't evaluate quarterbacks worth a jack. Man. Well, Never. And they, Think about the last time they, they drafted a quarterback that well, was actually, you know, that panned out to anything. 
It's hilarious. Well, and have to keep doing this. Think about the last time they traded for a Green Bay future Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, right. They've been down this road before, about 15 years ago. Um, God, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it's strange. It keeps the history. You know, if you if you look, if you've heard the phrase. History repeats itself, and you didn't believe it. All you had to do was just look at the end of the year Jets history of the last 15 years. You would say, oh, my God, they got a great Hall of Fame quarterback from the Packers. They went 9-7, and seven, right? <laughs> right. And, um, and Favre was terrible in the last, like, six games. I mean, you know, they were 7-10 last year, right, without a quarterback that was even competent enough to, to be a leader on that team. Mike White was, was bad. He was bad. He was, that's what he was. Zach Wilson was horrible. Um, uh, you know, pretty much the same team. Brees Hall, I, I, ideally will be playing a full year. They just picked a linebacker. I didn't see who it was from, uh, golly, for somebody. So Iowa State. There's more yeah. Iowa State. So there's more strength on that defensive front now, uh, and it was their strength to begin with. I mean, are, what are we thinking here in terms of impact? Three games? Four games? Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, you're talking about Brees Hall. No, I'm talking about sorry, it, adding Aaron Rodgers. They're seven and ten. The oh, got gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are we talking about in terms of impact? How does that change their record? I mean, if you trade for Aaron Rodgers. It, it's you know if the Broncos were hoping to make the playoffs when they traded for Russell Wilson, I don't think the Jets can be happy with anything less. You trade for a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or one of these veterans that have been to the mountaintop and won, like that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get to the Super Bowl, and that starts with making the playoffs. So how many wins does it take to get to the playoffs? It's it's a little steeper in the AFC. So, Yeah, yeah, but the – so you're saying they're uh, they're 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 the seventh best team in the AFC now? Is that what this is? Seventh best, sixth best team? I mean, what what's what what did it really change for them? Man, when you put it that way, are they are they a top seven team in the AFC? Uh, did he get them in the playoffs? There's so it's so stacked right even right there at the like like the you know because the top five is a little easier to pick, but then, you know, teams six through 10, it's so tight. Um, cause you can't, you can't count out the dolphins right now. Um, yeah, there's just, yeah, it's, there's, it's a, it's an aggressive move. I think that's one of the things that makes it so fun is, uh, you know, the, the AFC is very intimidating right now and the jets, are swinging for the fences with a trade like this. You know, it's the, the irony behind this. And uh, look, I'm a New England Patriots fan. I'll, I'll call a spade a spade here. Uh, the New England Patriots are the worst team in their division. Yeah, and uh, you know the Packers might be the worst team in theirs this year. Um, it's just going to be, you know, there's it's. There's a lot of changing in the guard right now, and and we, you know it, it all started with, uh, in my opinion, it, this all started with guys like Lamar Jackson and uh, uh, Kermit the Frog coming into the league. Uh, 
man, I'm having a tough, tough day with names today. Um, nope. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas City's quarterback. Oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, thank you. Uh, but yeah, you know, it it's uh, it's a lengthy process, and it's uh, you know the the whole league is still kind of in a state of flux right now, and uh, I think the Jets are trying to try to capitalize on that. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, you know, to be competitive in the AFC, you have to have a quarterback. You have, I mean, in the NFL, you have to have a quarterback, but especially in that conference. Um, and yeah, it makes sense why they make the trade. I just, I guess, my question is, is if they're seven and ten without one, we think they're going to be three games improved with one. I mean, ideally, right? Um, right. Does that even get them to the second round? Does he get him back to the second round? I mean, look at it like this, right? He had everything to play for last year. Everything to play for. Um, and didn't. And the Packers went 8-9. With that roster. It's a pretty talented roster that Green Bay had. I mean, outside of the receiver position, right? Right. So drafted Christian Watson. They had some good picks. Um, they were young. All he had to do was develop them. He didn't. Now he's coming to New York. Is he going to be revitalized? Or who are we going to get? Are we going to get the guy that's on Pat McAfee's show? Or... Right. Well, who are we going to get? Why Why should I believe that Aaron Rodgers is anything but who we, who we thought, who we, who we think he is? So when it, me to say. when it comes to Aaron Rodgers going back to a Super Bowl, uh, you know, with the Jets, uh, like it's exciting stuff. I've already mentioned what I think of their roster uh, and, and all that, but... Man, when I when when you put it in the context of the playoffs, it's really hard to see them overcoming the Bengals in the AFC Championship or the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Um, the Bills or the Bills even, uh, because man, I, I I okay yeah. To answer your question, I do think this is going to translate to a lot more regular season wins. Um, they may even have a high seed going into the playoffs, but. We've seen that over and over with Green Bay. And the competition in the AFC playoffs is just, it's just so stacked. Um, we always have a good Super Bowl when the, you know, when the two best teams make it that far. But, man, the, I feel like, you know, it, in the NFC, if you make the playoffs, you've got a real shot. Uh, I feel like in the AFC, making the playoffs, there's yet another hurdle and that's to make it through the really elite teams in that in that conference teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills and uh it's just going to be really tough uh even for Aaron Rodgers well there you have it they're going to go 7 and 10 again <laughs> that's what i heard <laughs> and not the worst team in the AFC not the worst team no, Officially, I, not the worst team. I think if they went, <laughs> I think if they went thirteen and four, I still wouldn't be betting on them to make it to the Super Bowl. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I get it. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm and I'm also saying that there's an equal <laughs> chance that they go seven and ten, and that's what's going to happen. And that's what's going to happen, damn it. <laughs> and, yeah, and the Patriots are not the worst team in the AFC East. God damn it. You know, so that's what I'm trying to say, Trevor. Don't you hear me? Uh, but anyway. Um, moving on from Aaron Rodgers, we got a lot more to talk about for him, I'm sure, over the next couple months, and we just don't really know what the team's going to look like, so we'll uh, keep an eye on it moving forward. It's our favorite phrase here on the podcast. So 
With that being said, um, there's an NFL draft happening while we've been talking about things that are not as relevant as the NFL draft. So, um, one thing that's going on right now, and maybe this will this will obviously come to fruition. I, I guess at least you hope. Um, well, we talked about last week how it's a quarterback-heavy draft, and that tends to drive all the, um, let's say, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, the glamour or the intrigue, right, about the draft. Guess what's happening right now? Are you, I don't know if you're paying attention to the draft, Trev, while we're recording this. I got an eye on it. Got up on the TV above me. Quarterback Will Levis, a uh, 11th overall prospect here in the draft. Fourth at the quarterback position, expected to be picked in the top 10, has free fall. It's now at pick 21. He's still not picked. And they were saying on the the uh, NFL stat thing, little guy came up and said there was a 1% chance he'd be available at this pick. He's still here. Wow. Still, still here. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a different player than Lamar, uh, than Lamar Jackson. Jeez Louise. Well, I guess this is actually similar to his drop, but... Aaron Rodgers. Um, we don't see this happen very often. Um, there's always a reason for it, and it's probably because he eats bananas with the peel still on it. But <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> it's weird that he's still here. And it's a guy, by all accounts, he play, he's played in many different pro-style offenses. He can whip the ball down the field. He's mobile. I mean, it seems like a quarterback you'd really would want. You could use in any system. Uh, you could develop. Still here. Yeah. Well, in terms of the, in terms of a fall like this, man. Like, obviously, we can't. You and I, self admittedly, are not connoisseurs of. Like, we love the draft, the draft process, but I don't think you or I have watched tape on this guy. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying right, to say. Right. Right. So, but when this stuff happens, what often, what comes to your mind when you see, like, a, a free fall, a free fall for a quarterback like this, knowing that this is the league? Well, the... He's been ranked the way he has. The, the thing that comes to mind, <clears throat> gosh, and I'm going to struggle with his name, too. Uh, I, I, I always think of the, uh, the Notre Dame quarterback that fell and fell and fell. Oh, Brady Quinn. Um, I knew his name had Bra- Brady Quinn. Thank you, Brady Quinn. Yeah. And he's like I can picture his face on that day. So when I think of these things, that's who I think of. Um, but the next thing I'm looking at here is I'm looking at the draft order, and and of course trades are possible. But man, I'm looking at the next, you know, four or five teams, even beyond. Like okay, we've got the Chargers. They don't need a quarterback. Uh, the Ravens. They don't need a quarterback. The Vikings, they Ooh. have Kirk Cousins one more season. Um, they're kind of a question. They could take a quarterback, maybe, but they've got bigger needs right now. Um, Jacksonville, they don't need a quarterback. The Giants, the Giants could. It, it, or didn't they just give uh, Daniel Jones a, an extension? Yeah. Does that happen? Yeah. So. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Finally, at 30th overall, you have the Saints. The Saints could get real lucky here. Because uh, mm. that, that probably makes the most sense. Uh, and, then, I mean, and then you've got the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, so, you know, if the Vikings or the Saints don't snatch this guy up, uh, it could be a rough, rough day for this kid. 
Yep, ESPN Analytics just put up another stat. 0.8% chance he would be available at pick 22. 0.8%. Um, I would think, man, like this would be an excellent opportunity for New Orleans to get their next guy. So they either better hope they can trade up, which in this case wouldn't be a... Well, it's not true. There, there could be actually a fair... There could be a ransom here for anybody moving up, knowing that it's Bo Levis they're picking. You know. Oh, right, um, right. Yeah, I see what you be. mean. Yeah, like... You, you uh, might have to pay something. No, and honestly, yeah. uh, for the Vikings, you know, if they could they could trade up to twenty fourth and get him, uh, and I'd like that if if it meant more picks for the Vikings. They just they have they need to draft so many defensive players this this draft. Um, uh, although, you know, the window on Kirk Cousins isn't going to be open for much longer. So, uh, a guy that was supposed to go so high. Coming to twenty five, I wouldn't be upset if the Vikings grabbed him either. We'll see. I mean, it's it's um, <clears throat> it's a guy like I said that you know I could see if we talk about well, okay, who's going to take him? Is there is there a possibility we're trading back into the first round? And there there, as I'm saying, knowing that it's going to be Will Levis, you know that how quarterbacks, even if it's at the end of the first round, how that could command a certain package, if you will. <laughs> So a team like let's say I I mean you're look you're looking at a quarterback like Tennessee, Detroit. You, you know that's really about it, or New Orleans or Minnesota. That's that's about it. Yeah. Um, but while we wait, you know? uh, I did want to mention something before it gets too far away from us. Uh, you know, we had talked possibly about. Uh, Beyond Robinson, the the running back from Texas, falling all the way to the Eagles, um, got snatched up by the by the uh, Falcons one pick before the Eagles could get him, and I love that pick uh, for the uh, for the Falcons. But uh, somehow, what uh, what the Eagles got upsets me even more. I'm even more jealous because they got Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. So that's back-to-back first draft picks by the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Carter this year, Jordan Davis last year, and now the interior of that uh, Eagles defensive line is uh, young and inexpensive and absolutely dominant. Uh, So congratulations, Eagle fans. you got a good one there, in my opinion. Well, well, you you know what you hit the what, what's interesting when you mentioned Jordan Davis is that Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter teammates at Georgia. Yeah, right? yeah, oh yeah. They played together. They have chemistry, right? <laughs> they're lining up against one. They're lining up against uh, aside from one another in dime packages and nickel packages and pass rushing situations. Possibly three down players, On, and that's rare when you have a defensive tackle. Two of them that can play three down play. They're three down players, and they can do everything. Yeah, uh, it's um, just it's yeah yeah it's not fair. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I need some the, the the league to look at this one, right? Um, it and it's rare that you see. Um, it's just it's rare that a, you see a team that loses the Super Bowl like kind of gets better next year. <laughs> Man, you know, it uh, it's just not fair. Uh, it you know, it's a long draft, but really, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if Philadelphia 
is uh, in the NFC Championship game or even the Super Bowl again this season. So, oh man, yeah. trying to trying to let myself cheer for the Eagles, but it's just so hard. It's just <laughs> oh, it's it's still it's, it's Philadelphia. Yeah, but I mean they got anything worse than they got my guy Jalen Hurts there, and he's he's just I mean. I, I liked him at OU. I thought he'd be a success in the NFL, but uh, the the steps he took this last season were just incredible. I did not see it coming, and uh, and now I really wish he played for my team. He's <laughs> a great player. Um, you have to assume they're going to draft an offensive tackle or lineman at thirty one, just to, just because they have a kind of a aging offensive line on the ends with Lane Johnson and exactly center, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, so they, they're going to get better up front and continue to be dom- dominant. So. Dual minute. Dual minute. Right. Dual minute. Well, let's uh, let's look at the top of the draft, man. Let's. Uh, we got Bryce Young scored a 96 in the Wonderlick. I don't know if you heard about that one. The highest Wonderlick scores ever. Uh, very smart, intelligent, talented quarterback. Five ten. Goes number one overall to Carolina. Carolina all of a sudden um, might have the next Drew Brees. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, but he's in actually a decent situation. We talk about train wreck situations for teams that are picking number one overall, usually. They actually get a good offensive line. They spent money in the offseason. Um, the, defensive, the defense isn't bad. Carolina could make a jump. No, they really um, could. They really could. And you know? uh, that is uh, maybe the most wide-open division. Maybe the NFC or AFC South, but no, 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 no. Not with uh, the Jaguars turning things around. Yeah, I think the NFC South... Uh, might be the easiest division for a team to just emerge as the leader, and uh, could be could be Atlanta, could be Carolina, uh, but yeah, Carolina's in a good spot. Yeah, Carolina all of a sudden has a, their play caller of the future. Um, he looked great at Alabama. Usually, every quarterback does. Um, they've all of a sudden turned into a quarterback factory, like Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, to a Tango Bailoa. None of them are really that great, though. I mean, Jalen Hurts has been, turned the corner this year. We'll see how it continues to progress. He's a good quarterback. Tua gets hurt. Mac, we're not really sure still. But Bryce Young, we've kind of you and I have kind of picked him apart a little bit, not in a bad way. We just sort of analyzed the crap out of him one episode, mostly about him falling. Uh, you'll never hear a podcast talk about somebody falling as much as we did, and how to fall the right way as a quarterback <laughs> taking a sack. <laughs> Right. Neither of us have never right. played quarterback in our entire life. But well, we're not talking about falling down the draft either. We're talking about actual <laughs> falling. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a there is a right way to fall apparently, um, and uh, I assume he'll be protected and actually be productive his first year. That's just that's my that's that's my um, that's my prediction. Um, this is interesting. I don't know if you heard about the Wonderlick test for C.J. Stroud, and not that this really indicates that he's going to be a good football player or not, but it does indicate his intelligence <laughs> in terms of how to play the position. He uh, scored a 16 on the Wonderlick, one of the lowest scores ever <laughs> for a quarterback. Going second overall to uh, the Houston Texans, who are in dire need of any talent, um, and uh, they end up getting one of the best players in the draft right after is Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Sorry, it's my cat in the background. Um, <laughs> he goes third, third overall, second and third best players in the draft. Houston gets a, an injection of talent they desperately needed. No, yeah, and, uh, uh, it looks good yeah. for them. Um, man, I was, uh, I was talking to a friend today about uh, just, you know, 
so many Ohio State quarterbacks have been drafted high, and, and almost none of them have worked out. Um, so maybe this one will buck the trend. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Justin Fields, but a lot of people think the the jury's still out on him. Um, yeah, C.J. Stroud. Uh, you know, he, he's he. <laughs> it, the Wonderlick test is the really only thing that's holding me back. You know, he he really does have a lot of talent, a lot of the measurables, um, but uh, mostly. Uh, it's you know the Wonderlick test really kind of questions his uh, decision making ability because um, I think that's what it's kind of geared towards is is how do you uh, you know how, how well do you process information and then make decisions off of it um, and, and I don't know you know I think uh, oh I think Dan Marino didn't have a very good score and did all right you know. Um, the, the the test isn't everything. Some people just aren't good test takers, and they can still be good, uh, you know, decision makers in the pocket. But uh, yeah, the number two and number three overall, you're getting talent on both sides of the line there. Um, you know, the, I, I said it a long time ago. It, it feels like a really mm -hmm. long time ago. Uh, but I, I've been excited for the Texans ever since they were able to finally cut ties. Uh, with Deshaun Watson, so uh, you know, uh, going through that whole ordeal with him uh, almost made me a little bit of a, a Houston fan. Um, so I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing them take a big step forward. And again, that's another semi-soft division. The, the Jaguars are looking pretty legit though now. Yeah, um, it's interesting in that division. You have well between what Houston, C.J. Stroud, Indy takes. Anthony Richardson at corner quarterback. They got Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> I don't have anybody there. That's why. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Wow, the the old guard hanging on. Unless they trade in and get Will Levis, that would be smart of them. But um, it's uh, they got three of the most talented quarterbacks in the in the AFC. Uh, rookie talented rookie. Well, not rookie, but let's call them young quarterbacks, right? Um, in the in the NFL are in the same division. That that division could be really good in two or three years. It really could be. Um, of course, if everybody develops correctly. So, right. Um, yeah. What do you think of this comp for Will Anderson Jr., the uh, the outside linebacker from uh, Alabama? They compared him to Von Miller. That's a pretty steep comparison. Yeah, that's uh, you know, Von Miller is. Von Miller is legit. Uh, he's he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, I mean, the, that's kind of one of the pitfalls of uh, of this whole process, right? Everybody, especially in the first round, uh, the first round of the draft, everybody gets compared to some all time great. You know, nobody's nobody's going to say like, oh, you know, he really reminds me of uh, Christian Ponder. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like that's just like, like, right, right. like that's just Maybe not good. Floor. That's not good TV. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, it's 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 fun. It's it's really fun for the the fans of the team. You know what I mean? Whoever whoever the Vikings get, they're on the clock now. I, I'm sure I'm just going to be tickled to hear that he's going to turn out to be just like so and so. You know. 
Right. Right. Zay Flowers, um, receiver from Boston College, did go to Baltimore. So good prediction. So they they did go wide receiver, and it looks like there's a little bit of a run on wide receivers now. Uh, Last three. Yeah. Yeah. Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith, uh, and Higba. From Ohio State. That's a tough last name, but I guess I got it right. Yeah, you did um, a great number job. Number four. Anthony, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Richardson goes number four to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, a guy from Florida we both have commented on, got a big ceiling. Uh, they've comped him to be like Josh Allen eventually. But uh, is he in the right system in Indy? Shane Steichen from, from Philadelphia. Offensive coordinator up there with Jalen Hurts. Now he's got 6'4", 250 quarterback, young guy, good runner, extremely athletic, big arm. Needs a lot of seasoning. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the fit's good in the offense, but what does Indy have to give Anthony Richardson that should suggest to me that they'll he'll be in the right place to develop? What no, do you I, think about him? I see exactly what you're saying because yeah, there's a lot of raw ability there, but he needs he needs some molding. Uh, I don't expect him to be. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be an exciting player right out of the gate, but he's not going to be uh, mistake-free football. Uh, he's going to, uh, yeah, it, it's just going to be, a, I, I think it is kind of a tough situation for him. Still a great pick for the Colts. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're going to have to put the right people around him, and I'm not just talking about his teammates. I mean, they, they really are going to have to coach this guy up and uh, hopefully they've got the right guys to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope so, too. I think Shane Steichen's a good um, head coach to have in that scheme because he's going to be basically the Jalen Hurts of, in Indy, right? Um, and he's actually more athletic and bigger than Jalen Hurts, which is kind of scary to think about. You know? Right, right. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, going over Devin Witherspoon, we already mentioned Seattle take a corner. Uh, you know, I don't know how we want to talk about offensive tackles and linemen, but I'm, I'm okay with with not knowing how to uh, analyze Paris Johnson to Arizona or Tyree Wilson to the Raiders. I know, I've heard Tyree Wilson's a really good um, – uh, he's just a really good player. He's 6'7", 270 uh, for, the, for the L.A. Raiders – L.A. Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. NFL comp is Trey Hendrickson from Cincinnati – I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I've seen a pass rusher, a, a, I don't know, maybe above the height of 6'4", that's been really productive in the NFL. But the Raiders will have two guys who are 6'7", Max Crosby and Tyree Wilson, and that's a scary defensive line right there. No, yeah, because when those guys throw their hands up in the air, they don't. I mean, when you're that tall, uh, you don't have to necessarily get to the quarterback. You just have to, you know, you just have to get close because uh, these, these guys are going to be able to, you know, reach in and grab him or just put their hands up and knock the ball down. Or, uh, you know, oh, one's got his hands up. You know, quarterback has to think twice about throwing, and then wham, the other one gets you. Um, it's going to be a dynamic duo. Uh, bad joke. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I think uh, – I think that's going to be a, yeah, a real interesting defensive line they have. Yeah. Um, it, well, Jan- Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson. So that's that's what you need against, you know, Justin Herbert, uh, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes in that division. 
Right. You need a bunch of guys that can just slap balls down and create havoc up front. Oh, you yeah. Know, just get right in the face of the quarterback. Well, and, it, and um, you know, be, the difference between being 6'4 and 6'7, that can be the difference between Patrick Mahomes getting away and Patrick Mahomes not getting away. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, these guys got real reach to them. Sure. Um, holding out for this Minnesota pick here, folks. So just yeah, I'm on pins and this, needles here. <laughs> I, I tell you, this is so. I want to ask you about this pick. This was interesting. I saw the NFL comp, and I know you said, "Well, they're not going to not compare him to an NFL a Hall of Famer." This one struck me a little bit because of the fit. So Tampa could have picked a quarter, a quarterback could have picked Will Levis. They go with Kalija Kansi, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Now listen to these stats: six one two eighty one, Pittsburgh defensive tackle. Pass rusher, low center of gravity, ran a four five at the combine. Who does this guy sound like to you? Oh my goodness! Think about it. Who went to Pittsburgh? Was about the same size. Was defensive tackle. Was this same uh, combine oh, oh, results? What's his name? I can see his face. Uh, did Sap go to Pittsburgh? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald went to Pittsburgh. Aaron Donald went to Pittsburgh. Oh, man. Went to Pittsburgh, right. Yeah. And so they, when they threw the graphic up, he got picked by Tampa. They said NFL comp Aaron Donald. And if you put them side by side, you couldn't tell the difference between the two players. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Goes to Tampa. Big defensive line there. Vita Vea. Kalija Kansi. Um, you know, they got two guys on the outside that were what uh joe trion i can't remember the other one from last year uh first round pick from last year as well you know you can't win without a quarterback but you can certainly get pressure on the the quarterback on the other side with a bunch of these guys and a guy that's compared to aaron donald goes 20th overall i I have no idea how he didn't go first right considering (laughs) (laughs) does that make any sense well, again, it's you know? it's. Uh, I think you you found why they made the comparison they made. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, well, but if he was if he was you know if you could confidently say like this is who he's gonna be like, yeah, I would have expected him to go a little higher. Um, right. Right. So Jordan Addison from USC goes to the Vikings. At twenty. Wow. Oh, okay. Twenty three. 23rd overall, Jordan Addison. Uh, slot receiver. I'll read you his uh, analysis. Addison is a savvy and elusive route runner. Separates in man coverage, finds pocket and zone coverage. Um, four, 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 nine. Um, tracks the ball well. Was a Blitnikoff winner when he played with Kenny Pickett before Kenny Pickett got drafted. And played with Caleb Williams last year in USC. And he could very well be the next Minnesota quarterback next year. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, what do you think of Jordan Addison, just based on what you see on tape? Or actually, I mean, I can tell you. But well, I mean, why do you feel, I, how do you feel about the receiver being drafted here? So I, I do think that it fits the offense well. Um, I mean, the 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 identity of the Vikings' offense right now is to just. You know, they can throw it on any down. They can throw it to any part of the field. Um, and, yeah, when when you're, you know, it, it's great to have a guy like Justin Jefferson. Everybody wants a Justin Jefferson. But I think the way you get the most out of a Justin Jefferson is uh, to have multiple reliable threats through the air uh, because you can't double cover everybody. 
uh, and sometimes triple coverage isn't enough to stop Justin Jefferson. Uh, but that's the sort of attention that he draws. So, you know, without having, um, you know, a clear number two right now, this is going to give K.J. Osborne some competition for that number two spot. And uh, really you want three good wide receivers on the field uh, along with T.J. Hawkinson at, at tight end. And all of a sudden it's, uh, it's a pretty difficult passing attack to stop. Uh, so I, I see the I see the the logic behind it, you know. There's no more Adam Thielen, um, so it, uh, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, I, I'd be a little more excited with. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I I would have liked to see them trade up for a cornerback or trade down to get two cornerbacks, um, because man, we we've you know our our real struggles from last season were on, I mean, we made the playoffs with uh, the worst. Was it, I think we were, we did have the worst defense in the league last year at the end of the season. Uh, if it wasn't the worst, it was like second to last. Uh, so uh, I would have gone defense, but I do understand why they went wide receiver here. Well, there you have it, folks. It's um, Our time is about up covering the NFL draft. As it unfolds, you will see the rest of the first round. We will get back to it next week when everything's been picked. Um, look, man, it's one of my favorite times of the year. <laughs> All right. I love the NFL draft. I just love it. It's three days where you just sit in front of the TV, and you don't have no idea who most of these people are, but you just pray to God that they're going to fit on your team and everything's going to go well because it's like an infusion of talent that's not nothing like anything you'll have in free agency, you know? Um, they're young, they're unproven, nobody, we don't know anything about them. They have no NFL tape. And so it's just fun to kind of see, like, you know, the Patriots picked Christian Gonzalez, the top cornerback in the, in the draft at 14, or at 17, like, super good value. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, this guy can be a shutdown corner, he could play against Tyreek Hill in the division, Garrett Wilson, you know, Stephon Diggs, who's just killed us the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, maybe he can't. <laughs> but... Now I have faith that we're we're better on defense, and that's going to keep everything tighter, even if Mac Jones is Mac Jones, you know. <laughs> and so that's that's the the beauty of the NFL draft. It really is. How, what tell me what do you feel about the NFL draft? What is your takeaway? As oh, far as, I mean, um, it's it's so yeah. much fun, uh, and every year you know I find different reasons to get excited about it. Um, you know, it. Uh, you know, some some years you're excited about some of these uh, legacy drafts. You know, like uh, I really wanted the Vikings to draft uh, Anquan Winfield's son. Uh, he ended up going to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, things like that. Uh, watching some of my favorite OU players get drafted. Different things. You know, uh, what kind of trajectory these teams are on. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what was it? one year recently that Miami had like three picks in the first round? Things like that are always interesting to me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll keep an eye on this one, and then uh, after the last pick, it's uh, straight to bed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Pick it up the next night. You get prime time football again, buddy. Oh yeah, right at seven four o'clock on uh, the on the West Coast here for us. Uh, for Trevor, it's 5 o'clock. He's driving home, 
getting home and watching the second third round of the NFL draft. You gotta love that. You gotta <laughs> love that. So um, until next week, I don't have anything left for our, our listeners. Trevor, I assume you don't either. But feel free to subscribe, like, review here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the streaming services. Spotify really helps bring more people in and just give us ethos that this is the only and arguably the best because it's the only NFL podcast on um, available. Uh, there's nobody else that does it, and there's certainly no other chubby, bearded white guys that make podcasts. It's just not a thing they do. So um, at the end of the day, give it all the all this the the consideration. And share it to your friends, your family. Um, Memorial Day weekend's coming up. You can replay all the episodes while you're out there grilling, drinking beers, at the poolside, listen to the football in general, on a Bluetooth speaker, because we've all heard Joe Walsh's rendition of Rocky Mountain Way a hundred times. <laughs> and nothing, <laughs> nothing is more American than football in general, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's right. Is that fair to say? It's very fair. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, uh, we'll be back next week to break down the draft and everything about it. Until then, we're out.